Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, no. my God! No relation. Bunker. No, no, get away from yes, it. Yes, no. you are! No, 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 no. No, I left Hug years me, ago. Brother. No. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 30th of November, the year of our Lord 2000. Leanne rhymes, can't fight the moonlight. The only positive thing to come out of Coat Yogli. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad a film. Oof, come on, he wasn't that bad. Right. right, it was all bad. Oh, it's number me. one in the singles charts, and I forgot what it sounded like, so I listened to it before we did this. And it, I know why I didn't remember what it sounds like because she doesn't say can't fight the moonlight. She goes can't fight the moonlighty. <laughs> Deep in the dark, you'll surrender your heart, but you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight. No, one can't fight it. You can tell it's a it's a hit on radio because we played it to death uh... for the majority of my time doing the radio. The Beatles, number one. The is the number one album. Not surprisingly, <laughs> I realized how I said that. Let's use its full title. The Beatles, number one, other bands, Patooey. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Sheet covers the Beatles. That's right. John! <laughs> Two seconds in. Yeah. This was a very, very successful compilation album. Uh, achievement made the Beatles the first and only artist to have the best-selling albums of two different decades. They also released the best-selling album of the 60s, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, with this album, the Beatles also achieved having an album hit the number one position in the US in four non-consecutive decades, the 60s, the 70s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Love me do. <laughs> Charlie's Angels is the one in the box office. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times says, it is a movie without a brain. Charlie's, Ange- <laughs> Charlie's Angels is like the trailer for a video game movie, lacking only the video game and the movie. <laughs> Giving it half a star out of a possible four. Oh. Oh. It would have got five in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> and I think we skipped this last time. Uh, on the 20th of November, Judith Capel becomes the first contestant to win one million quid on the UK version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. On the same evening, the final episode of One Foot in the Grave is shown on BBC One in the same time slot. It is later speculated that Capel's win was fixed so that ITV would draw ratings away from BBC One. Wow. That that is the true Monday Night Wars. Right, isn't that great? However, the ITC later clears Cledida? Oh, Celador. Celador. Celador and ITV are the allegations. Yeah, you know what? I love One Foot in the Grave. But that last episode, I'd rather watch Judith. 
win one million quid. To be honest with you. Apparently, on, apparently on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, Chris Tatton was there going, yeah, well, if you uh, put over the oh, other channel right oh, now, you're going to oh. see uh, Victor Meldrew uh, signing off on One Foot in the Grave. <laughs> That'll put a few butts in the seats. <laughs> the true the true TV wars was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire versus One Foot in the Grave. Mm. <laughs> We're going to give you the, got here, the ratings win for the night. But we don't want to give you that. <laughs> we um, don't want to give you that. Also, you do a good impression of him. Really good. And also, WF SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, yes. is released on this date. Not very long after the first game, but we didn't care because they shoved a lot of new features in this. And like, it really, like a month or so after No Mercy on the N64. Right. Like, we're getting wrestling games flying off the shelves at this point. All WWF ones, too. Yeah. Busy time for the wrestling games. Um, your first impressions of SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. Fast. Very fast. Compared Com- to No Mercy, yeah. the gameplay is stunningly quick. Mm, compared to No Mercy, it was like, it was like, I remember having a, I think it was a ladder match between Rikishi and Viscera, me and my brother had, and it lasted about eight seconds with them running up the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> it was very quick. It had Hell in a Cell as well, which felt quite special. Mm. And Iron Man matches in there, which felt quite special. Yeah. And uh, a beefier roster than the last one. Uh, a big show cut out of the game once kidding. again. Uh, <laughs> set me up. There's the one point there, the jab, the serve, the hook. Well done. Yes. Yeah. So, no, so, it's, so it's here. It's landed. It certainly has. But that was what was happening in the wonderful world of reality. Mm. Ugh. We don't hear, hear don't talk about reality. Don't really care about that. Don't care about and reality. You can hear and see us if you're on Patreon. Think about the things that were happening in the world of wrestling yeah. during this time. As you come sit down, get yourself a ginger beer, and listen and watch the dulcet tones of myself, Mafu, and his best buddy, Mr. Tom Cowell. Am I your best buddy? That's right. For the cultaholic classic SmackDown review. Join yeah, hey, look, look, there's Join us. Ooh. So this so. This this little gathering has been a long time coming. So uh, a big hello to our friends on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic uh, who joined us. And uh, there's there's plenty of amazing perks that come with doing that. One of those is uh, the video version of these podcasts. Unfortunately, we had to take a, a momentary hiatus from doing them uh, due to a technical issues one week and uh, a forced holiday of mine the following week. <laughs> and I think that pretty much covers everything that went, went awry there. Um, so apologies for a lack of classic reviews. I, I so the the crack is like we're here this week. You'll get another one Sorry. next week. Sorry. That's all right. You're gonna just Sorry. get your sneezing out your system. Trying. So he has. He, we did. We did tests before we started. If anyone's concerned, <laughs> we did tests before we got here. Oh, uh, oh, those tests. Yes. Those tests. Those tests. Yes. <laughs> Maths tests. Yeah, but cycling proficiency. So. <laughs> I uh, like them because then because because when Alex does a does a COVID test because because we've got like because of our work at me me he like we have to take them on the regular of course so um, so we take them like every other day and um, Alex is has got a really sensitive nose um, we thought she might have had COVID the other day because she woke up and she lost her sense of taste and I went hey you lost that years ago and we got together uh, but seriously let's just do a test um, so <laughs> she was fine by the way she's fine absolutely fine just her allergies and nose and stuff meant that she lost her taste and her smell for a bit um, but every time she does a COVID test like <laughs> her face like explodes <laughs> like, like, like you have to put it up your nose don't you and her nose is so sensitive like she goes purple and just can't stop sneezing for about 20 minutes god love her um but the point i was taking with that is oh yeah so your sneezing isn't related to anything of that ilk 
So that's fine. Nice, so, big, big schnapp. But yeah, so we're here this week. We're here next week for another one of these. I'm off uh, week commencing the 13th. So there won't be one the week after. But then when I'm back, it's all hands to the pumps, like weekly SmackDown reviews on the Patreon and on the podcast feed once again. Plus, next week, a massive announcement about uh, something coming to the Cultaholic Classic review, Familia. Which I won't say now. You'll hear it on Tuesday. How exciting. Tension. Exciting. So apologies for the absence. Uh, A lot of that is down to me. So thank you for sticking with us here on the podcast feed and on Patreon. We've missed you terribly. I think of all the things that I've missed doing uh, in time away and and being dragged to other places is doing this podcast. This Mm. This is genuinely a crown jewel in my life. So I'm happy that we're sat back here again. Nice video version as well for our wonderful friends on Patreon. We're not going to make it too visual, though, because we know that you'll be listening to this more often than not. But it just makes a change from doing this via Zoom. I think this this still hasn't worn off. The novelty of this sat next to you hasn't worn off yet. It's been a few years. You think it would have. You'd have thought it would have done, wouldn't you? But it hasn't. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing great. I had my second job. Nice. And so I'm feeling weird. Both like I'm going... Fast forward and reverse at the same time. Oh, that's a weird side effect. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that to wear off. But it's not, you know, you get ill and it's like, that's all right, though. You know, not like Mm. ill, maybe it's the wrong word. But also when you get ill and it's all like, yeah, I'm kind of messed up, but it's all right. Yeah. It's kind of okay in a, its own weird it's way. It's like almost like a pleasant bit of cold. Like you just like, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. Have you had any other side effects to your second one? That's crazy hair growth. Have you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not yet. But the first one I had, mm. I got very sick for a week because I'm coughing badly. Like, that's what I said. I can't go in, can't do the podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember. But then it was because, like, wait, did I just go in the wrong place and get not the, the, COVID, the, the COVID jab? Oh, you, you wanted un- COVID, right? That's what it, We oh. gave you the un-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> COVID means in COVID. Oh, what a country. <laughs> Um, Christ. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again because no. that that was worrying. But if it does, it's like yeah, it's a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm just snorting. I've been perfectly fine all day, and now I'm just snorting everywhere because <laughs> now we're on video. Patreon.com. See Matthew wipe his schneb. Watch him wipe his schneb. And also Tom, something there because we recorded something and it didn't go through. Uh, we just skipped ahead. We have, yeah. So that's the other thing that I was going to yes. okay, march on. No, I'm glad you reminded me. So, yeah, so uh, we recorded an episode about a week ago, about a week ago, a week ago, uh, which features The Rock versus William Regal, uh, which features um, Kurt Angle. What's Kurt Angle doing that week? Can't remember. It's definitely Rock and Regal. off the side of the Titantron, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I think. Uh, we uh, had a discussion on whether or not we redo that whole episode, uh, hilarious bits and all, or do we carry on and revisit the lost episode down the line? We've gone for the latter. Sorry for those who like accurate numbering. To be honest with you, the numbering on these are always a bit ropey. I quite often lose count of what episode we're up to. <laughs> so um, we now have a lost episode. Yeah. So there's, this is November the 30th. So 29, 28, So the November 23rd Smackdown mm. is a lost episode. But I think it may be found at some if point. we do. Yes, we can find it. Maybe if we want to redo it with someone on the Patreon, I don't know, wants to do that with mm. us. I think that'd be a nice revisit. Yeah, or we'll forget another special guest in somebody from oh, that episode. Like that would be nice. Like The Rock. <gasps> He's not here. Oh. Um, 
But we will revisit at some point. But for now, it is a lost episode. Uh, we are keen to crack on with the week by week of the SmackDown review. But we will come back to it at some point, I'm sure. And we'll Let's... make reference to oh, the lost episode as time goes on, I'm sure. We'll... Exactly. We'll, we, we surely will. Exactly. The greatest episode we ever it did. It was the best episode we ever did. I, I didn't realize that we could go five and a half hours in a podcast like we did. Well, you know, if you've been training for those uh, 4K, get the stamina. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We, if we hadn't gone for I that jog off. bag of uh, bulldog powder. Yeah, I'm surprised you did that live in the third hour. Yeah. I think that was... Uh, well, that's it. Usually I have a bit of that at the start, but I was just we were running... Yeah, like like, like, uh, like Al Pacino in Scarface. <laughs> That's how you take it. That's yeah. how you take it. So yeah, so that so if you're wondering why we've gone November 30th, the year of our Lord 2000s, because we've missed a week, basically. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's all right. Sorry if that upsets you. Off we go to the races. That's good, but I feel we might be a bit lost in what's happening in the world of wrestling. Do you know if there's any way of like recapping or have some news, dude? No. Uh, yes, uh, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because the power of the Wrestling Observer uh, allows us to paint a picture of what was happening in the wrestling world in this particular week before Matthew talks us through the rigors of this week's episode of SmackDown from November 30th in the year of our Lord 2000. Mate, in this week in wrestling, in this bloody week in the wrestling, ECW is looking horrible. It's not a good time. The future oh, of... nice things about you. <laughs> I know, right? I wasn't slag... no slagging me off. The future of Extreme Championship Wrestling has probably never looked as grave as it does this week. This comes from Figure 4 Wrestling, and the Wrestling Observer backs up a lot of this as well. Uh, everyone in the company is reportedly at least six weeks behind on getting paid. Morale at an all-time low. Some of the company's biggest stars, including Just Incredible, Rob Van Dam, and Jimmy Lynn, are actually in financial trouble right now, and they've been struggling to make ends meet in a company that still has not secured a necessary national television outlet. Paul Heyman this past week gave permission to several top ECW stars like Lynn, like Credible, like The Sandman and like Van Damme to pursue offers with WWF and WCW, which is a worrying state of affairs. In fact, a little sneak ahead to this week's episode of SmackDown, uh, it was on this particular night at this set of SmackDown tapings that Jerry Lynn was backstage having a Ooh. chat with WWF officials about possibly coming in. Gives a job. Gives it basically saying gives a job. Yeah. Um, did you, I mean, like, I don't know how much of this you remember from this time. Did you get the impression that ECW was, was in a lot of trouble? No, Didn't because ECW is always in trouble. Mm. Always in mild peril. What? People not getting paid? Yeah, that's true. All right. It's pretty on brand, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll, but they'll be all right. Heyman will find something, right? And I believe certainly a lot of the wrestlers believe that mm. at the time. Yeah. The feeling is that WWF would send Rob Van Dam to a developmental territory before putting him on TV. What? So he'd probably wait, be more like... really? That's what it says in figure four. <laughs> which is, so he says he'd probably be more likely to jump to WCW because they'd get him on telly immediately. WCW would have put him on. Do you know what, That's right? Night, night, think about this, right? Monday Nitro, at the point that it's at, where it is, like, properly on its arse. If Rob Van Dam turned up, that'd have been pretty cool. I'd have watched. Yeah, but they also had Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, uh, and... Uh, Admittedly, they didn't have a and, great rep with bringing these people in. Yeah, I mean, Lance Storm had a hell of a run, but they weren't needle movers at that point. That's a common mm. question nowadays. Nothing could have helped that. But I still think they would have oh, put him on. cash at the very, very, very end and easy money at the very, 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 very end. Ten points, if you can remember what easy money's name was. Jason Jett. Jason Jett. Ten points, yeah. Quite like Jason Jett. I saw yeah, the one man. match that he had on Nitro. I thought he was quite good. Yeah. Um, 
Hangman Page still does his uh, money clip, the flipping clothesline he over does. the ropes. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, ECW dying. Ah, uh, you know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> Say the naysayers. What do they know? Uh, WCW. It's moving swiftly over to that side. It's also uh, doing well. They're, doing, they're, they're not in the greatest either. But they put on a pay-per-view the other day. They put on WCW Mayhem, which we didn't talk about when it came around. Uh, is that Steiner, Booker T in the straight jacket cage match? It is indeed, mate. Uh, Jarrett DDP or Jarrett Bagwell? Jarrett Bagwell. Jarrett Bagwell. And the rest is a blur. Oh, Luger Goldberg. Yep, Lex Luger and Bill Goldberg in the um, main. The Insiders oh, versus Palumbo and O'Hare. The perfect event, yeah. Oh, wow. Good this, good this. Any more for any more? Shane Douglas versus General Rection? Oh, no, General Rection is in action. No, no Starcade. no. Um, General Rection would be taking on Steiner or Conan? General Rection was taking on Lance Storm. Oh, yeah, of course. This is the night that he became, he became the US champion. Oh. And the following Big night... Big Willie on, style. Big yeah. Willie style. The following night on Nitro, they, um, I remember this, they had a celebration for yeah. Nitro, for, for Captain Rection they as did. the US champion, and Goldberg came out. Mm. Goldberg, Goldberg's thing was, hey man, a streak's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So like the way you put him over was, I was the first, you were the first guy I beat. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's a bit backhanded. That was a really nice thing. It would have really worked if he hadn't been general reaction. Yeah, there is that. There is yeah. that. Uh, other moments from that night uh, included uh, a, a brilliant three-way between Two Count, Evan Courageous, and Jamie Noble and the Young Dragons. They always made magic together. Oh, they together. were Two Count, weren't they? Because Gervais split up and John with Jamie Noble. They basically had oh, two... Oh, they split them up, didn't they? Because there were two... Three-man teams, and mm. they've got Noble San. Now it takes us master review. He's, actually, he's not actually Japanese. Um, and then Kavei just left because whatever. They had a fallout, and then they formed a team themselves. Two count, though, was great. <laughs> Near fault, right there. <laughs> it was also on this night where we had a spot with a with local radio presenter, Man Cow, wow. versus Jimmy Hart. A match that almost got negative heat from the crowd. It just died on its ass on the night. Um, uh-huh. But they were really hot on it. Man Cow just looked ridiculous. Just I think they were really, really over relying on how over Man Cow was. It's a local dude. Yeah, I think uh. they've been sold a, a bit of a. They've been sold a lot of press releases when it came to Man Cow, and I think he believed quite a few of them too. Uh, hardcore title match: Crowbar, Vito, and Reno. Uh, Remember that one? No. Right. Ray and Kidman beat Chronic and Alex Wright. Mm. <laughs> what? Cat and Shane Douglas. Chronic and Alex Wright. Apparently, yeah. What? No. Don't remember mm. that. Uh, there was a promo for Blood Runs Cold suggesting a Yay, return. Yay, the return of Glacier. Glacier's yes. coming back. Little diamond in the rough gimmick there, the return of Glacier. When we, something special. When we need him the most. <laughs> Have you seen any Glacier's return? I don't expect you to say yes. I haven't, no. Right, okay, so they could like, the Blood Runs Cold again. It's like, ah. Uh, and it cuts to a TV backstage and Almond Smile A is watching it going, oh boy, Glacier, oh, yeah. he's Glacier's coming back. Glacier's coming back. I love him. And then he gets like a little, like, Glacier wants to see you. Oh boy, I'm, I'm his biggest fan. And he goes, see, uh, Glacier's like, ha ha ha, Norman, ha ha ha. It is good to see you. You and me, we will form a mighty team. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and it, all the entire time, like that, like, oh great. And it's like, you you have a match tonight. Yes, you do. I will be in your corner to make sure you are okay. Oh, that's great. With you by my side, we'll we'll win. I'll win. It sounds amazing. So it's like Norman Smiley versus a bunch of people. I think you've talked to Mike Awesome one time. 
Like, <laughs> so my goal is I'm just beating the crap out of Norman Smiley. And then it's like, da, 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 Mortal Kombat, but not. And kick, kick, kicks in, and here comes Glacier. Ah, ah, ah. And he just takes forever getting the ring because he's like talking to all the, the fans on the way there. And by the time he gets to the ring, Mike Awesome's pinned Smiley. <laughs> and he's still like, hello, it's me, Glacier, to the fans. And then Mike Awesome just leaves. And then as he's leaving, Glacier gets in the ring. And he's like, yeah, that's right. You stay away. And then Norman Smiley's like, oh, I've been beat up so much. Tries to get up. And Glacier's like, get off me. You know, as, he, as he's posing. <laughs> Completely, completely underrated. I can't wait to watch this. I want to watch this now. (laughs) So good. It's been a while since I've seen it. I hope that that's how I remember it in my head. According to the Observer, because I don't remember this part, but they so figure four weekly they wrote this. They said a Blood Runs Cold promo aired. Tony Schiavone responded by screaming, "Oh, good God, no!" (laughs) Yeah, they were the commentators were in on it. Like, no, not again. Like by, by this point, Glacier Lovely. was a joke. That's nice. I like it a lot. Uh, you mentioned some of the matches there: Erection and Leon Storm, Jeff Jarrett and Buff Bagwell. Also, surprisingly good match. Page and Nash versus Perfect Event, yeah. Goldberg and Luger. Just as horrible as I expected going in, says Figure Four. It was a dud, uh, and it was just a mess. And then Steiner becomes the WWE World, ti- world Champion in the main event. Steiner to becoming cheers. the champ. To, yeah, to big cheers. They were ready for Steiner to yeah. become the guy. Go- and do you know what? At that point, that belt suited him. Oh yeah, really did. He was a, he was a a bit of a shining hope for WCW at this point with Scott Steiner. Yeah. As a kid, it took me a while to get used to it because to me he was you know Rick's brother. Yeah, still at that point. But I've been watching since like ninety nine two thousand, so I'm watching the steady development. So he's cutting in, going, but that's Scott Steiner. <laughs> Why? No, your your tag team. Go back to your tag team. And uh, no, wasn't. He was not a tag team dude. He was a world champion, and the crowd definitely agreed because no one looked like him, no one talked like him. Lots of people wrestle like him, but doesn't matter. What a gimmick! What a character! What a guy! And it was just the right time during a difficult time for WCW. Um, the Armageddon main event. We'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, I'm going to save that say for save when that. we we get to it on the yeah, SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, a mockumentary aired this week of MTV uh, on MTV featuring Chris Jericho and his pseudo band Fozzy Osborne. It was said to be a takeoff oh. on Spinal Tap and Pretty Funny. Was their original name Fozzy Osborne? That's what it was originally called, wasn't it? Fozzy oh, Osborne. Yeah, I can remember. And then, and then when, I think I I feel like it started as a joke, and then it became yeah. a, a thing, and then they just went, "We'll just own it. We'll be Fozzy." Mm. And then Fozzy is now a touring thing. But it started with this mockumentary of Chris Jericho playing Moon Goose McQueen, the lead That's singer right. of Fozzy Osborne, <laughs> and this is where the dream begins. The dream was nearly stopped for WWF on buying WCW in Pro Wrestling Torch. Vince McMahon, who was interviewed by Pro Wrestling Torch. What a different time. What? what a different time. Wow. In a Pro Wrestling Torch interview, Vince McMahon said that Viacom was the main stumbling block in wanting to buy WCW. This is in November of 2000. He says, quote, at the last minute, there was a snag with Viacom. Originally, Viacom gave us the green light and indicated to us that the price, indicated thus that the price to us, in essence, would not be severe. So we began negotiations in earnest and in good faith with the Turner people, had really good negotiations, and I have a good appreciation for that. Then, unfortunately, at the last minute out of the clear blue, Viacom's price became astronomical. From there, everything broke down because it didn't make any sense for us to purse, to purse that kind of give back. If it wasn't for that, he says, the deal would have been made. So that's come for more than $2 million. Basically, okay. $2.5 million. Hmm. Vince, I think Vince is a businessman. 
He must oh. know, like, you know, whether you like him or not, he must know that if he holds his colour a little bit now, he's gonna that's gonna hit the bargain bin. <laughs> that's about to go in the that's gonna go about to go in the basket with the dented tins. Like <laughs> you're gonna get that for a steal. You can have that for a song. I genuinely think if I had two million knocking about in my bank around that time, I might have bought WCW. <laughs> yeah, lots of other wrestlers are going, wait, that's all we we would have bought it. Yeah. Right? But hmm, who knew it was worth, it was going to be purchased for that much? Vince McMahon knew. Mm. How he found out about that is a is a hmm. mm, well, that's what a, we'll... the possibly litigious subject. So, but many people mm. speculate. Move on to the next bit. Tom. Who knew that William Regal and Tom Billington had a feud at this? point? I know what this is. Okay, is this because on the UK edition, maybe just the worldwide, uh, the international edition of Worldwide, Scott Hudson claimed that William Regal had been trained in the snake pit, mm-hmm. uh, which he had not, which is obviously a Dynamite Kid's thing. Um, someone either told Dynamite Kid, or Dynamite, the Dynamite Kid was watching bloody... Of course he was. The idea of Dynamite Kid watching worldwide. Now, of course, that we've seen his front room. Channel he, he, has, he hasn't got a Sky card. <laughs> he hasn't got... His telly doesn't work. <laughs> there's numerous there's a documentary that we watched which shows Tom Billington with the with the sky screen with the, with his TV on in the background and it says please insert your sky card. <laughs> Why he allowed people to show him oh, oh, with his Please TV don't tell on. me how I live. Yeah, he's like, yeah, come in, I'll tell you. Like, what? <laughs> Put a shirt on, you idiot. But anyway, yeah. Um so he saw that and then was very mad mm-hmm. and told somebody something. Go on, Tom. Uh, Billington watching the TV was furious. Because oh, so Tom was watching it. Apparently Tom was watching oh. it. Uh, because, <laughs> because Regal was never from the Wigan school and yeah. started telling people that Regal was a phony. Yeah. To the best of our knowledge, say uh, uh, the Observer, uh, in all of Regal's interviews, he himself has never claimed to have been trained at the stake pit. Yeah. So Hudson has a lot to answer for here by coming up with this boulder dash. You know that the Hudson line should be taken with a pinch of salt because he he follows up by calling Wigan, quote, the toughest part of London. No. If you ever want to upset Brit- English wrestling fans... <laughs> Just get the geography oh, wrong. What was that mean gene thing? Oh my god! So uh, a clip did the rounds on Twitter a few months ago, of uh, from World of Sport, where they struck a deal with the WWF. So they had inserts of WWF matches, and there was a, a, a clip from of Mean Gene introducing the the British Bulldogs match, and he was in the WWF like operation center and he was talking about hey hello world of sport fans it's a team that you'll know probably a lot, a lot about it's uh tom billington and the my kid and british bulldog the british bulldogs tom billington david smith the british bulldogs they're from the uh the mining the mining area of of england oh as he said um wiggins and lead respectively <laughs> I think it was Wigan and... No, not Wigan and Leeds. Yeah, Wigan's... Is it Wigan's and Leeds? Wigan's and Leeds, respectively. <laughs> and he then, he then added to say, it's the, from the, they're from just outside the Manchester area. Wigan and Leeds. Wigan's and Leeds, respectively. <laughs> There's lots to, uh, wow. to unpack there. Leeds and Wigan's. <laughs> <laughs> the mining area. I was thinking, ah, oh, God. 
got fifty percent chance of getting it right. I like to think there's somewhere. Yeah, yeah like it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the dart and see where we go. I like to think there's a map in the in the WF towers somewhere where it just has the north of England. It's just like like a silhouette of one of those like mining <laughs> mining machines. This is all mining. This is all like this is people. Yeah. <laughs> this is just dirty yeah. miners. <laughs> Like the North, get Carter. The <laughs> South, Long Good Friday. <laughs> it, is a, it, is a, it is a deep Ireland, joy. The Quiet Man, starring John Wayne. <laughs> it's a deep joy. With, I mean, annoyingly, they're getting slightly better now because there's so many more English and Scottish and Welsh and Irish wrestlers on their books. They are getting yeah. slightly better. And if anything, they're showing off now because Drew McIntyre every week is doing some sort of horrible history episode. It is weird, isn't and it? And it is a horrible history. Because we're getting representation, but at the same time, it is like, you know, hey, I'm from I'm Ridge Holland, like, I'm from Dalton Pit. Although what I, I would say... Pit, no shit. <laughs> I'm from Dalton Pit. I take no shit. And what, I'll tell you, this is a Yorkshire pasty. It's just like... <laughs> what I would like, say, though, is the fact that you have got... You've got Finn Balor on the roster, who is Irish, but his gimmick isn't... Oh, hello, dear. And none of that nonsense. Thank you for that. It's all right, mate. <laughs> hello to our listeners in Ireland. Uh, Hi, Jay Hunter. How are you doing? Um, oh, yeah, he's more racist than us, so it's all right. That's fine. And then, but then also, like, for better or for worse, you've got Piper Niven now on the roster. You've got Dewdrop on the roster, who is from Scotland, but they're not, like, steeping her in Scotland. She's just yeah. doing that, whatever that is. Yeah, it'd be good if she gave a hide to Dewdrop. Hi, I'm Tatey Neeps. <laughs> That's my new name. <laughs> yeah, you're right. At least we're getting, you know, at least it's a crap gimmick, but it's not a crap Scottish mm. gimmick. And then Nikki, Nikki ASH. Oh, fantastic example. Yeah, you know, not a Scottish thing. You know, isn't they're not steeped in Scotland anymore, which is which is nice to I'm see. Almost a Scotland. Almost, nice. almost Scotland. Almost uh, Scotland. Yeah, and they all trained at the Snake Pit. They all trained at the Snake Pit just in out Wiggins. <laughs> Wiggins, just outside London. Uh, those are my wrestling notes for the wrestling news in this week of the year of our Lord 2000. It's over to Matthew Gregg. I love the idea of Dynamite Kid watching <laughs> WWE Worldwide 2000. <laughs> Sat there with a fag on the go and a dirty cup of coffee. Yeah, a mug that hasn't been washed in Chipped. months. <laughs> a big chip in it that says best dad ever or something. <laughs> Cigarette on the go. Oh, yeah, Dynamite Kid had loads of them. <laughs> Cigarette on the go. He just stubbed it on the on the carpet. It's like a like a like a a, a, a Rottweiler that's just barking. He's like, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He's trying to think. What else? Is it, wait, he's watching Channel Five. He, he's on a Friday night. Do you just get ready for the soft porn that show on? He's, <laughs> he's like, waiting for the oh, worldwide. <laughs> He's got his trousers around his ankles, ready to go for the ten minute preview, and then it's just WCW. No wonder he's oh. no wonder he's angry. <laughs> He wants God. to watch. He wants to watch the prawn. <laughs> he wants to watch Te Prawns. Why was he talking about? How was Hudson talking about Regal? I wonder whether uh, either Berlin or Finley was wrestling, hmm. and whether Stephen Regal came up in conversation because of that. Oh, uh, do you reckon they're showing clips of Regal getting beaten by anybody who's still active on the roster? Here's <laughs> his a ninety-five clip of Alex Wright pinning Regals. Maybe uh, you know what? May, that might yeah. have been it. Maybe uh, those are my notes for the year of our Lord two thousand. Wonderful. Over to Matthew Gregg, who's going to guide us through this week's episode of Smackdown. Sure, yeah. 
Earlier tonight, Mick Foley tells Rikishi and Triple H and Undertaker and The Rock and Steve Austin that they're competing for the WWF title. And then we go right into the intro. There's, there's no Michael Cole to yell, but what? How could they all have title <laughs> shots? Witty wee, witty woo, witty wee, witty woo. We're in Target Center, Minneapolis. Cole yells, King, what's going to happen with this title <laughs> shot situation? <laughs> King's like, mate, shut out. No time for us to sell, whatever. <laughs> but uh, We go back to Mick Foley's office as athletic gear title belt angle, the best angle, asks, what's going on? <laughs> I say, hey, hey. <laughs> Foley says he'll deal with it after these important matters and then continues to play Connect Four by himself. <laughs> I love Foley playing Connect Four. Yeah. But never mind the importance of all these world title number one contenders. Six-person match here next with Hardys and Lita heading out. You should find out that Dean Malenko hit on Lita backstage, and then he hit her backstage <laughs> when she said, you've got a thousand holes, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> and I so, wonder whether Dean read the script that night and said, it's smudged Hit on, Lita, hit Lita. I'll do both. Yeah. <laughs> Just to cover all bases. But it's all right, Tom. I'm sure you're wondering, but where were the Hardys? They were right there to make the save and then get attacked by the radicals. <laughs> Is this the beginning uh -huh. of Lothario D. Malenko? Lothario. Lethargic D. Malenko. <laughs> I'm putting the Lethargia in Lothario. Yes. Hey, it's me, the Iceman. Uh, <laughs> so it's Sutton, Guerrero, Malenko. Uh, so <laughs> making it a fair match against the Hardys and Lita because Dino is so noticeably small. <laughs> as is his heat. Aww. As the crowd care way more about booing Eddie. <laughs> it was so naturally diddlerish and Dino is just looks uncomfortable. <laughs> Jeff gets cut off and pounded before messing up a head scissors to get the advantage. A double suplex crossbody off the top takes out Eddie for a bit, but Terry distracts Matt Hardy like a dum-dum. So Perry can Mike Bell him for a bit. <laughs> they do a nice bit where Jeff hits Perry just as he hits a superplex, causing Matt to land on him midair. Crowd doesn't pop, but what do they know? They're drunk on lugs. <laughs> I'm just drunk on lugs. <laughs> what lugs got to do? Got to do with it. Uh, did I ever tell you about the Tina Turner tribute act that we saw in Cadigaldana many years ago? Come on. Um, so Alex and I are on a holiday with Alex's family, and there is a, uh, a tribute act, like a performing, a famous, been there for years. Alex said last time she was there with her family, it was the same guy. And it, it was a night that promised uh, Elvis Presley, Rod Stewart, and oh, sorry, Elvis Presley, Freddie Mercury, and Tina Turner. I was like, okay, cool. So the show starts. Um, black and white Titantron. <laughs> I like old clips of Elvis. Out he comes in an Elvis gear. You're nothing but a hand dog, crying all the time. Doing the leg shake and all this. There's a couple of Elvis songs. Does all that, leaves. Titantron plays. And it's uh, Freddie Mercury clips a queen. Out he comes in the little beard, little moustache, the uh, the white suits with the cane. I want to be free! I want to be free! <laughs> we will rock ya! Just a few more, off he goes. Video starts again on the Tron. Tina Turner concerts and noise. Please welcome Tina Turner! 
calls the guy dressed as Tina Turner, right? And we didn't notice this because he'd had trousers on all night. <laughs> he's, he's broken his leg. So he's Tina Turner in a cast. And he's he's got the dress on, he's got the skirt on, he's got the leggings, he's got the wig, and it's Shepard and Bass! I am having the best night of my life. Uh, I, I am six beers in. I am loving every moment of this. And at the end, I think Alex's sister went, I remember him being better than that. I was like, what do you uh, mean? Uh, he was the greatest. Uh, we got three gigs in one night. Just a, a deep joy. A deep <laughs> joy. Oh, I had to share that as we sang what's oh, lunch got to do with Because nice. it was on my mind this week. One week I'll put him in for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Oh, I think that seems right. Do. That's a good story. I'll put him in for the Hall of Fame next time. Do you think maybe that was it? He's good, but if he's thanks to the quiet guy. <laughs> I mean you <laughs> <wouldn't>... <laughs> That's the one well, his voice was affected by his leg. Agony. Loud rast. Off his tits or medication. Just very no, old. I have to do it. <laughs> the people need me. <laughs> My people need me. They're all dead. I have to do them. Tina's not dead. So They're all dead. I, I, I'm going to kill her after this. <laughs> there could only be one. She'll be dead after this. There could be only one. <laughs> Tina Turner is Highlander. Wow. So if he had his uh, broken thing, was he only wearing one blue suede shoe? <laughs> I'd like to think he was wearing like a big blue suede slipper that just went around. I can't remember. I, the footwear didn't catch my eye until he came out in a in a, in a mini skirt. So you, he couldn't hide the cast. Yeah. Because he had trousers on. <laughs> I want to break my leg. <laughs> I don't need another transplant. <laughs> Oh gosh, what a deep, what a night. I want to sit down. <laughs> I want to sit down. He doesn't do James. I want to do it now. He doesn't do James until the Tuesday. <laughs> oh, sit down. Oh, sit oh. down. <laughs> Sing myself to sleep. Anyway, carry on. Get very soft for a break. <laughs> Jeff tries his best to do the moonsault DDT from Ray slash Eddie at Havoc 97. And boy, does that look not not look good. Does that look not good? It does, yeah, that does not look good. But do I not like that? So he tags <laughs> in Leader, who drops Malenko or Frankenstein off the top. Leader then lands another one after springboarding off Jeff and moonsaulting Perry to win. Oh, no, don't be stupid. Terry distracts, so Eddie lands a frog splash. So Dean Malenko can steal a victory. Leader completely outclassed Jeff Hardy in this match. No one cares about Dean. Oh. What we I all forgot thought. about Dean. Well, I charge this. Do you want to pl- take? Uh, well, you plug your phone in. You find someone to plug your phone in. Um, there's some charging points down there if you want. Oh, no, bloody way over there. Okay, this we get on. So the Patreon get all this extra stuff. Um, I thought match was nice. Really nice opening match. Uh, I actually uh, Hardys and the Radicals work beautifully together. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, we can't. Bye. <laughs> Look at the frame. <laughs> How bad that is. Hang on, hang on. Can we not sort? Is there not another extender? Aha! There is an extender. Oh. oh. Go back where you were. Oh god. I'm settled on, now. Carry on talking about the show. Well, I do like the fact that Eddie is getting so much heat, but 
he could he had so much heat he could have given some the he dean. Could have shared it. Yeah. He had one of those little you know when you get that bag of crisps and it says share size and you go, yeah. Do I just make conversation with the with the shop assistant? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna share this. <laughs> you bet you all my friends are like, oh wait, hurry up and get a Dorito bag for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Family share size. <laughs> what kind of family shares a bag of Doritos? I have never shared a family bag. <laughs> Me and my friends. And not even sorry. I am not even sorry. Not even sorry about all this rummaging. So yeah, that was the match, but you're right, they do work well together. They're they're malleable. <laughs> that show up. Don't put it on the table, you uncouth. <laughs> oh, do people not want to see this? <laughs> I thought they'd appreciate. Special <laughs> guest, the extender plug. Aren't you glad you paid for this on patreon.com slash go? The only people have got furiously mashing their phone going, bastard, they need to see this extender. <laughs> Is it one of those big white ones or the big black ones with the um the uh, surge controls. Oh, I have no idea if he's got a surge control. I guess we'll find out. Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, if you don't see this, just assume a lightning assume bolt. Assume it was a surge control problem. <laughs> if he is struck by a bolt of lightning. Oh. If an officer should gun him down, I'm going to blame some people in this room. <laughs> Smackdown 2 sponsors Kurt Angle slamming the rock. He's fighting Kishi on Raw. Michael Cole explains that means there's no number one contenders. But in fact... There's actually five number one contenders. Because, because also, Kane versus Undertaker on Raw went to a non-finish two as Team Eck interfered. Oh, and also Angle versus Austin. Good God, what a loaded Raw. Ended after Triple H interfered like the nasty pasty that he is. And boy, does he look good considering he died. Now, is that the, I believe, that Monday Night Raw is the first night we hear it's all about the game? No, he's still got his... Uh, Oh, is it here. not yet? Okay. Yeah. Still, enough. still, if you are li- li- listening to this and still following things, yes, he still has the shut up phone. He still has the November. Um, There's like a weird bit of time between uh, it's all about the game, uh, whereby he has like a mashup of of uh, one two is this on and it's all about the game, but before it's all about the game. Yeah, it's called this November two thousand. It's just called the online, November two thousand so, theme, isn't it? Yeah, you'll hear it and go, ooh, yeah. What's this? It's like it's like it kind of messes with your head a little bit. Like I don't know, is this right? Is this the right music? Yeah. I don't quite. Was it always like quite, this? I don't quite know. Was it always like this? Yeah, you get a little bit of a, a little bit of a memory gap from doing it from from it. Yeah. Well, Math, are you all right there? Did you, no, you, no, I was just doing that because what, what you're talking about. Oh, I've got um, it's one of these things where someone tags you in a mm. post. You like pop that on the floor, mate. Oh, sorry, <laughs> joke, <laughs> joke's dead. Joke's dead than Dean Malenko's few. <laughs> we did the we did the joke. There you go. Plus, plus, bye, bye. plus I'm extendy the extender. <laughs> I don't know whether the camera might focus too much on it. I don't think yeah, it has. we're blurry in the extender. <laughs> yeah, close up on the extender on the on the Patreon only feed. Yeah. Hi, podcast listeners, we love you. Thank anyway, you for downloading the podcast. Thank you. Wrestling Top you. 10 with Mitch Wadden and I is currently on here. Listen to that. It's very good. Mitch Wadden after, and I go after through this. The, after this. Don't, Mitch, don't stop listening. Mitch Wadden and I go through the, uh, the, the big wrestling stories of August from Coltarvik.com. Lovely. Fun fact for the podcast listeners only. Lots of stuff to come in your ears this week. <laughs> um, it's funny because they show Triple H has returned and on the replay of this, they do the thing where he's posing and going, and they're going, my God, he looks good. Like... Okay. <laughs> He's good and handsome and a wonderful yeah. husband. Y- yeah. As we find out in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley heads the ring and says Kurt Angle is a hypocrite and a liar. He's a dirty, filthy liar. He's a dirty, filthy liar. Foley, ad- what? Foley admits he does have a point, though. 
We've seen Triple H get dropped 40 feet, an automobile accident, automobile, <laughs> a, a, a horseless carriage mm-hmm. accident. Kurt Angle slammed off the stage. Wait, actually, that last one was cool. Fully jokes. <laughs> but he realizes all these number one contenders and title matches ending in a DQ sucks, which the crowd cheers because, yeah, they all went to a non-finish on Raw. Mm-hmm. So the hell with it. There's now five number one contenders. Rock is first and heads to the ring. He says <laughs> when he wakes up, he's the number one contender. When he goes to sleep, he's the number one contender. And it doesn't matter if it's five guys or four guys or a big fat monkey nipple the rock was so weird. <laughs> Undertaker heads out going, but I want to be number one contender. And we repeat this for a bit. Everyone coming out. I want to be the number one contender. <laughs> Kane, are you all right? <laughs> oh, can I be? No. Oh, there you go. You're woken up. <laughs> can I? Oh, I'm too late. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get out there in time. Whitney Houston, what are you what doing are you here? What are you doing here? I would always love yeah. you. Undertaker heads out and then Mick Foley announces that everybody we'll be getting a shot at Kurt Angle. You all get a title shot. Yeah, you all get a title shot. At Hell in the Cell. <gasps> at Armageddon. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, look, this is messy booking. It's all out of the place. It glosses over a lot of the storylines we've been doing the last few weeks. But six man Hell in the Cell. Easy dub, easy dub. Strap that to me, veins. I was so excited watching get this live. Excited. So excited when we get the announcement of a ah. six-man hell in a cell. What? Like, what's yeah. that about? Kurt it's Angle. amazing. And a match that will live in infamy. Infamy, it, infamy. To, they've to, all got infamy. Exactly. Because to this day, on wrestling games, you can do, yeah. quote, an Armageddon yeah. hell in a cell match, which is a six-person hell in a cell. There's only ever been one. But it's then, and this is where it's born. Pro, um, Figure Four Weekly said the following. The plan as of Monday night was to headline Armageddon with a Hell in a Cell match featuring Kurt Angle, Steve Austin, Rikishi, Hunter, Rock, and Undertaker. First man score a pinfall, getting the WWF title. That's going to be a tough match because with the exception of Undertaker versus Boss Man, WWE has set a hell of a standard with the previous Cell bouts. <laughs> Fans are going to expect some crazy bump and none of these six guys look like they'd be willing to risk their careers doing something stupid. This is only a few months after Rikishi jumped off. Yeah, cage, so. exactly. No one's thinking about that. Yeah. No one's thinking about that. But that's. But also, the, the, the this is when Hell in a Cell was precious, precious. Yes. Yeah. And they uh, and they thought by having this ma- massive match where nobody will take a bump, it was going to compromise the integrity of the Hell in a Cell match. Look where we are now, where like no. Hell in a Cell is basically like a trip to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle appears. And Tom, would you believe it? He isn't happy. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? He says to Foley. <laughs> All Kurt Angle has done is defend the title with honor and class. This is barbaric. Foley says, oh yeah, it'll be barbaric. Have fun. <laughs> Triple H is there and says, huh, sucks to be you, Kurt. And Kurt just waddles off, I guess, because he's sexy, handsome Triple H. (laughs) Oh, anyway, unrelated, here's Stephanie, head writer of the WF and Triple H's partner. (laughs) It's their first year of winning anniversary. They're having a get-together today, and you're all invited, especially you, Austin, because you missed their wedding last year because of a bad neck or something. Uh, Who remembers? (laughs) And all I've typed in here is just Triple H, Triple H, Triple Hush, Rippers Hush, 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 Hush. <laughs> I guess just to get the point along about like, yes, I'm the badass. 
sex scallion himself, <laughs> Triple H. After the break, Triple H has a bunch of roses and candy for Steph. Triple H tells Harvey Wibbleman, of all people, to stand outside and be the lookout tonight. Because when you need someone to protect you, you get a man, both men and Tom, outweigh several times over. <laughs> oh, both me and Tom. Both men and Tom. What men? M- men. <laughs> Who wrote this? Both me and Tom outweigh several times over. Men and Tom. Why is there no spell check on no? I mean, pun? I mean, I I took with great oh, with man, I funny. I took with 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 great uh, <laughs> with great pride without really flapping the fact that you went men and Tom. <laughs> well, I assume whoever typed this up proofread it before giving it to me. I could be non-binary. That's no, fine. That's fine. Me. I'll I'll play that game. That's fine with me. Good. I'm happy being in that. You know, I'll do me. Anyway, get rowdy. By sitting on your hands and not making any noise whatsoever. As Dog and K-Quick and their 10,000 lyrics song come out to fight the tag champs, RTC. This ain't working, is it? Well, not yet, but we went from, oh, you didn't know you better call somebody, to, oh, you didn't know you better call somebody. My name is Knuckles. I don't chuckle. (laughs) I live on a floating island. Last week, RTC distracted K-Quick during a Venus singles match. So we get this tag match where Steven pulls K-Quick's foot in front of the ref and gets thrown out very quickly. One exciting week in the classic SmackDown review, where we can proudly talk about the fact that one of our one of our low key favourites from this podcast, their son has now entered Aww. the the wrestling machine that is WWE. So uh, yeah. Bull Buchanan's son has been signed to a developmental deal with WWE, and that means because people are talking about him, you can get him on. Uh, yeah. to hell, or there's yeah. Alan Crafts on the part of classic SmackDown review. Bull, if you're watching, if you're listening, Bull, you have a seat with us when you're ready. I'm not forgetting. You're listening to No Bull with Bull Buchanan. (laughs) That's right. That's my name. I am looking. I am looking to get quite a few guests for this, and Bull Buchanan has made that list. So, oh sweet. If we can do an episode with Bull Buchanan, I think that's. I think we've peaked. Yeah. Me, us, me, the and Bull. We'll pick pick a week up. Bull's not wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> Why have you invited me on this show? I'm not on it. <laughs> well, we just thought you'd like to know what your mates were doing. I don't care. They're all dead. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Bull Buchanan's actually horrible. <laughs> He's an arse. Sorry, Bull. Is it one more test? I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bull Buchanan. I'd, I'll imagine if we get Bull Buchanan on and he goes, Hey, I'll give you a little bit of an insider about uh, about the guys backstage. You know, Tess was really into Nintendo 64 games. Oh, no. Like, every week, he'd be like, hey, I can't get past this level on Lylan War. <laughs> I was like, funny you say that, Bull. No, he was really into it. We'd be like, oh, no, you guys, bad news. Okay. What, what's happening? Is it a drug test? No, worse than that. They're not releasing 64 or Sumo <laughs> on, in the West. <laughs> Not to worry though, I've got the uh, the passport plus three. <laughs> it was the only N64 Japanese only game I could think of. 64. I remember one day where Tess was uh, he, he we went on a, on a loop on a, on a northeast loop and he was in a bad mood all all the way round and turned out because he he packed his Nintendo 64 but forgotten the uh, the the enhancement pack so he couldn't play Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> He said, well, you can still play Turok 2, just in standard definition. He went, it's just not the same. I want to play Turok 2. I want to play Donkey Kong. 
Must have played the Game Boy Color, he yelled. <laughs> <laughs> and while Steven's being thrown out, oh, yeah. they double-team K-Quick behind his back because there's still Ivory at ringside. Smart strategy from RTC. Big pop for Dog, whose life clock is <laughs> slowly ticking away. Oh, bless him. Uh, Bull nails the kip-up clothesline. Hooray! To no pop like every week. Boo! <laughs> and then it's a double down. Ivory gets involved to distract Dog, so K-Quick hits a 450 splash. Wow. One, two. Ivory hits Truth, and I guess was supposed to hit Long as well. So Long acts like he didn't see or feel anything. <laughs> this was a Counts mess. the pin on K-Quick. It is so bad that Cole and Lawler in the post-recorded comments are all blasting Long for such <laughs> a horrible job at refereeing because it was so, so shit. God, this was this was just shambolic, how all this... <laughs> oh, okay, so one, two, Ivy right in front of the ref. Oh, hits them, and then the other person covers, and Tay Long's like... Ah! Uh. <laughs> you must watch. Watch, <laughs> if anything, from this episode. Watch Teddy Long's reaction to seeing Ivory yeah. enter the ring and suddenly go, I remembered I'm hurt! It reminded me of the story George Animal Steel did on KPO Commentaries. Mm. He, I forget the context, but he's talking to somebody. I think a referee asked him. And so was like, was asking an agent, goes, look, I'm just saying, what happens if, hypothetically, I don't know, Hogan or someone is, is getting pinned and he's like knocked out or something, and the bad guy, like, oh, okay, you know, a fall cough or someone is pinning him. And he goes, here we go. One, two, uh, <laughs> 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 chest to protect <laughs> And we'll, we'll figure it out afterwards. <laughs> this is what this reminded me of. One, two, I'm not supposed to be seeing this, am I? Ah, my head, my head. <laughs> I think one of, I wonder if that's a referee thing where they go, if in doubt, just fake a heart attack. Yeah. Just if in doubt. Oh gosh. Oh, it's just a finish. Let's find out. Am I alive? <laughs> no, I'm dead. <laughs> that was not the finish. Good that's call. That's the terrifying part. I've I've heard conflicting reports sometimes where referees will not be told the finish and they just have to react to what's happening. Yeah. Uh, who refed Undertaker and Lesnar from Mania 30? I can't remember who uh, it was now. I don't know. I think it was, really it, was it Tony Chimmel? No, it wasn't Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel! It'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but no, it wasn't. Tony uh, Chimmel. But, um... One, uh... Mike Kyoto, two, maybe? Uh, for three. Maybe been Kyoto? Might have been Kyoto. <laughs> but apparently they weren't told the finish. Can you imagine? The, 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 the stress of not being told the finish of that match. Nah, because referees are professionals, and if that's how they're told to do it, then it's fine. No, but what if he wasn't told that was the finish? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. If he wasn't told that Undertaker was losing, which is what I've heard, he was told he was oh, he wasn't oh, given I the see. result. I'm just told to go out there and ref. If he wasn't given the result, oh, you're right. You're like, no, they must have. I would where, where hope you, so. Where have you heard that? I've not heard that before. I've heard it on a few things. I'd like to confirm that and check that. No, because. Yeah, he was probably really glad that people were folks on the crowd because he couldn't see the brown stains come out. Yeah. Oh my God, I just, <laughs> I just did this truth. I no, love the Paul, Paul Heyman. No, is it Paul Heyman's BS? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it was from Paul Heyman. I think it was from Paul Heyman. It was from somewhere else. But um, I, I, heard, I've, I heard Paul Heyman inside the ropes. He was going, maybe if he wanted to, Brock Lesnar could just... Pin the Undertaker. What's the Undertaker gonna do about it? You don't know, but I planted that idea in your fucking heads. Yeah, I love 
<laughs> I like a little bit of, a little bit of Paul Heyman bullshit though. I love like uh, Cornette was saying on a podcast about like Paul Heyman because I listened to when we saw the mm. old stuff. Um, he said like about Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was very offended and stuff, but it's when people were, like say, "Oh yeah, Paul Heyman's a bloody liar about everything." And he's like. <laughs> What? <laughs> How could you say such a thing? And Connor's like, wait, you don't know that you lie continuously <laughs> about everything? Like, and everybody knows about you and this is your rep? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you say I'm a liar? It's like, what are you talking about? Yo, calling me a liar. Yo, calling me a liar. Who's, who's that? Yo, calling me a liar. It's just a random roomie. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Kurt Angle talks to Foley and thinks because Hell in a Cell is so brutal because Foley lost all of them. Um, <laughs> that's not fair for the champ. So how about they have a five-way for the title shot? A nice normal match later on. He says, no, have a nice day. <laughs> that's nice. Yes. Anyway, here's Chris Jericho on Fuck Island again. <laughs> These adverts still going. Sponsored by Chef Boyardee. Yep, they're not paying us. We're still plugging them. They're still playing the Business. <laughs> they must... I just, oh, maybe Do you think Dave Chef Boyardee... Either they must have pre-booked all these adverts in advance and gone, well, they've given us the money, so mm. or vice versa. Or they've just told them, oh, God, sorry about that, uh, PTC. We'll definitely not be sponsoring them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And they're just going for something. Scumbag chef by ID. Scumbag chef by ID. Yeah, we'll stop playing them. <laughs> Get your chef by ID. Ravioli and bullshit in a can. <laughs> Somebody tweeted us to say that they bought some Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> Who tweeted us to say they bought <laughs> Chef Boyardee? We'll give them a shout. Well, whilst you're doing that. Yeah, you do that, uh, mate. Triple H and Stephanie get very romantic, despite Whipperman coming in with some <laughs> champagne. That's difficult. Ooh, tension. <laughs> I hope it's the bald goatee chef from the last time they did this. <laughs> anyway, here's Willie. He's proud to be European champion, but the competition has be- become like this city. 
dreary and miserable. <laughs> so how about an open challenge? And here's Scotty Too Hottie, menace to all technical WWF wrestlers who have unimportant titles in the year of our Lord 2000. <laughs> That, he Thank is you. the kryptonite, isn't he? He yeah. is the kryptonite. I was, at the time, I thought this would be a bulldog return. In my in my naivety. Uh, I thought, not knowing what we know about bulldogs at this point, he was very unwell. Um, I was going to say, I, I yes. thought this was going to be bulldog's return to beat Regal. I was like, yeah! He couldn't make it, so no. he sent the man <laughs> from the snake pit. <laughs> the worm from the snake pit. Dynamite kid. Oh my god, I'm even a... <laughs> I'll show Billing... you, Snick. <laughs> Billington walks out on the stage with a with a with a stained a stained string vest. <laughs> Jeans that haven't been washed in about a month. <laughs> it looks like the Monty Python with the <laughs> My, fuck, my fuck Sky card hurts! <laughs> Of course, in two thousand. Bag on the go, like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those old pint glasses. You know the ones with like the with the marble in. <laughs> Spoken. What are you fucking mincing? <laughs> Spoken as best off cigarette. He does. He, he takes a drag of a cigarette that burns all the cigarette down immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and just didn't say anything. Yeah. He does the entire cigarette and blows it like Tom that is a cowboy. It says oi. Oh. <laughs> he stubs the rest out on his arm. Oi. That sounds like a great gimmick, actually. That'd be amazing. He just runs in and just punches Regal in the face. Of course, the crowd was like, Dynamite! 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 He's a liar! He's a liar! <laughs> we heard the UK broadcast of World <laughs> Friday. That crowd knows what's going on. Crowd chatting F you, Hudson. Show you the fucking snake, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a broken batter Tom Pillington. Oh. Hit in the ring in, a, in his string vest. Oh my god, oh. it's amazing. Sally, yeah, it's Scotty Duarte, you're very disappointing. Oh, it's Scotty Duarty there. Uh, by the way, Regal blocks a drop kick and sends out the outside as Rebellion gets a plug. Yay! It's this weekend in, wait for it, Sheffield. Oh, get in! It's so nice to see the North getting the show. It like is, that. isn't it? It is. We should do a watch along of that. We should. That's a bit of admin for you, actually. We should do a watch along. Sure, along because it's it's just a rebellion. It's just a house show. But they're think... fun, aren't they? Are they? We yeah, we did insurrection. We had a nice time doing insurrection. They were right. it, it, we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's all I remember. At least when the pay per views are happening, it's like this storyline and this, and it's like this right. is literally Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have like a quick look at the highlights and do with that. We'll do okay. We'll do a recap at the I start think of the next one. All right, we'll do a recap. We'll do it. We'll do a, a deep in a deep recap of insurrection at yeah. the next one. That's fine. But here's the spoilers: it's not Dynamite Kid or Bulldog who show up for the oh, challenge against. It's Regal. in Sheffield. How could it not have been Dynamite Kid? He's only down the road. That was enough reason for him not to attend. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Regal gets hit with the worm, but finishes with the John Wayne Bobbitt special, the Willy Cutter. I can't believe I typed the, that. They're not calling it the Willy. They're not calling it that. <laughs> You're just calling it that because it's a fun name. John well Wayne done, Bobbitt special. When you write your notes, Willy Cutter. is it like an out-of-body thing? Because quite often you look at your I notes like and go, idea. what does that mean? I like the idea of forgetting what I've typed because yeah. then I amuse myself. I sometimes think like, 
you could try, try I mean, you do it very well, but I'm not as good as you. Like, you try, like, and this is the funny bit. So if I read it going, oh, that's a good joke, so oh, you, I wrote that. You try and make it feel like you're not, you've are not you not done it your own. You you try and do it, write it like you've not done it yourself. Yeah, I wrote it with my left hand. The, so. li- the literary equivalent of sitting on your hand yeah. before a wank. <laughs> Ghost wank. <laughs> Wanked by my <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but it's good to be like we'll, we'll just put the, the bits that we have to talk about and then stuff them full of references to Dynamite <laughs> I think Dynamite Kid might be our new meme yeah we can't, might we're going for the bulldog it's a bit harsh because he's you know he's obviously big banged up Dynamite Kid though fair uh, game. I, th- I thought Alex Wright might have been after the 112 jokes we made about him in the lost episode oh god, god we oh went, yeah that, we oh, went on for a full win. we went on for a full oh. hour about Alex Wright during the lost episode <laughs> we really did we really did I tried to ring him at one point twice actually we tried to ring him <laughs> then, my, then the number deleted so I can't do that ever again <laughs> lost episode anyway Vintage Scotty D. Hotty finish. Ain't the worm. Well, he didn't. loses. Yeah, he hits the worm, gets his cool thing out, and then immediately loses. So get your shit in, lad, and then lose. get your worm in. <laughs> More Triple H romance. Sit on your hand before. No, no, no. More Triple H romance interrupted as Whippleman introduces Benoit. <laughs> that's gonna. That's a That's gonna put you off in it. Oh, <laughs> we should have an awkward silence after that. I put in my notes here because because at the start oh. of this romantic bit, Steph has been given uh, a necklace or a bracelet by Triple H, and she says, "Is that platinum?" To which Tess bursts in the room, going, "How did you get a platinum?" <laughs> oh, you fuck! Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel I have a pre-show laugh some of these times because it's like oh that's so stupid and then I laugh at myself laughing <laughs> so thank you Tom God <laughs> Benoit offers to beat up Austin tonight but Gunn says ah don't worry about it just worry about Jericho and Billy Gunn um, but Benoit says worry about Billy Gunn <laughs> All right. why didn't Triple H just take Steph out for dinner why are they having dinner because he's not got a match Tonight, he could have just gone. All right, I've done the opening promo. Jump in a taxi. We're going. To, we're going to Miller and Carter. Like he could have done that if he wanted to. Because the friendly taps in another city. <laughs> another friendly tap. Oh. Alex would be furious with me if oh, I organise our anniversary here. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be furious. Like, for God's sake, at least there, there's a, there's at least three restaurants within half a mile radius of here. You could have at the very least taken me to one of them. Like for this, there's just in an alley with six lads talking about wrestling. <laughs> what a dream! But never mind that. The XFL with no fair catches trailer airs, and it's the one with all the explosions going off. It looks mm. dangerous as hell. Fantastic. No fair catches. Brilliant. Now, pesky rule that prevented dozens of footballers from getting concussed. Awesome. Nothing bad will happen as a result. Concussions all round, everybody. Enjoy. And there's some women with their breasts out. Yeah. Lads, lads, lads. Football. The best thing about the little documentary about the XFL they did, I think it's 30 for 30, 
was Vincent Mann was going, ah, oh, people are sick of NFL and it's boringness and this and that. Where's and my football? Yeah, and all this. And when we built, Vincent Mann didn't watch NFL. No. He <laughs> <laughs> was just going, oh, it's boring, isn't it? And hoping people go, yes, yes, it is. All these it's people, so that, great. all these people that complain that oh you just you you complain about WWE, you don't watch it. Vince complained about the NFL and made his own football company to rival it and never watched it. He's such a good podcaster. He complained about something he hadn't watched. Yeah. <laughs> so Raw sucked this week. Mm, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was bad. Anyway, something we did watch is this next match because Kane is in it. Yay! Yay! Oh, God love him. Up. Yes, God love him. No, he, that, Satan. Like, he did me, he did, Kane did right for me on TikTok, on the Cultaholic Twitch channel. What? Uh, we, so Cultaholic have a TikTok. I, I guess, I, don't, I, I, I understood that. Bit I, did a, I did a TikTok that celebrates the gimmicks of Kane. Okay. And uh, I think it's got about 35,000 odd views now, so that's nice. Good. It's a nice little You thing. said Kane sung for you. <laughs> no, he he did he did well he did write for me. He didn't sing for me. Oh oh no no he did write for me. He did write for me. W R I T E was right. He did write by me. He did write by you. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. That now I get it. Cultaholic. Kane wrote for us. Kane <laughs> Kane has a side project from WWE and being a mayor. <laughs> yes, he keeps keeps his hand in. Kane is here. And he's teaming up with Benoit because Jericho's teaming up with Billy and Benoit hates Billy. <laughs> he beat him up on Raw because he prefers the ass. <laughs> I prefer your ass. I mean the ass. Why aren't you the tits, Billy Gunn? That makes more sense. <laughs> I'm the tits, man. Yeah, I'm the tits, me. <laughs> I'm the tits, me. <laughs> I've got theme music now. I'm the tits, me. <laughs> Nips, nips, nips. <laughs> I'm the tits me. Nips, nips. Fire! Yeah! Oh, fire! <laughs> fire! The one of Billy Gunners heads out and looks like a goddamn idiot with his horrible <laughs> facials. <laughs> but he did. He comes oh, out. He he's got no, no facial, no expression, and he's half dancing, half walking. He does not scream superstar. He just can't superstar. decide what he wants to do. He's, he's not invested in either walking or dancing, so he's doing both. He looks like he's in the queue at a, <laughs> at a wedding. <laughs> just casually, not really dancing, but I'm not going to stand still because there's music playing. I want my Jaeger. Yeah, that's what he's doing there. I want my Jaeger. Jericho gets to insult his opponents, the machine and the robot. He says, the only difference between these two and R2-D2 and C-3PO... It's because they were androids, but our opponents tonight are hemorrhoids. Nice. That's the best wordplay since Ozzy Osbourne rhymed masses with masses. <laughs> Kane, Kane beats up Jericho. As Cole reminds us, it's been a year since Triple H duped Steph. Lola says, what do you mean duped? And Cole reminds us Stephanie was supposed to marry Test. And Lola says, ah, he was the dupe. <laughs> You got the dog! <laughs> Quality Lawler there. <laughs> that was good Jerry Lawler, actually. It was. Gunn lands the sleeping slam on Benoit, but Kane breaks it up and takes Jericho outside, leaving Billy to get stretched by Benoit. <laughs> That's the finish. It is cool seeing Benoit absolutely batter Billy. Get used to it, because there's, there's a bit more yeah. of that to come. Kurt says hi to Steph, who makes it clear Kurt is awesome, but she has to take care of her husband. 
They friendly hug until Kurt hears the toilet flush and Kurt skedaddles <laughs> away from the most fearsome, deadliest, sexy man ever. <laughs> really, it was like, zoinks! <laughs> like Hanna-Barbera. Better run from Triple H! <laughs> Idiot. It's the champion right there, running away from the. He looked ridiculous and not sexy cool. Triple H. Not unlike Santa Lugs. <laughs> Already advertising in November. Brings us Steve Blackman beating up Tiger Ali Singh and then removing his turban for racially inappropriate reasons. This this whole bit, right? Lugs. It's not racist. It's two thousand. It's the whole, this whole bit, right? Not only is it a clip of Steve Blackman removing Tiger Ali Singh's turban, which is racially insensitive to the highest order, then putting the the thing on, putting the turban on, and going, "Look at me, I'm a turban yeah. man." This is all mm. bookended by a a lugs advert themed around Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, after that, <laughs> after that, it's okay because they're not USA. But we then go backstage to Lowdown, who are now all wearing turbans. Yeah, it's the thing now. And God, are they huge? <laughs> they're too. They big. are like triple XL turbans. I, I mean, get the vibe that the turbans were bought that day, and they were just the, the wrong size. They're going off the rack turbans. Just make do with them. Yes, I'm not familiar with how the turbans are bought. Um, Tiger Ali Singh asks Deborah. To fetch Foley so he can sort out Steve Blackman's racism. Deborah doesn't appreciate being insulted. She's not a. Yeah, because uh, she because because Tiger Ali saying upset with the term thing, and rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. He's got a point. Asks Deborah to be a a a good subordinate woman. Oh yes, he and does. go and fetch Mick Foley. That's right. To which she goes, "All right, then I'll book you in a match." How's that? Yeah, I don't appreciate being insulted, so I'll make a six-man tables match with them and the Dudleys. <laughs> right. You evil foreigner. He's like, no, wait, my... <laughs> no. Hang on. No, hang on. Well, I'm in the right here. Blackman was... Blackman offended my culture. I'm in the right. <laughs> yeah, but you're a bad man. But then you but you called me a you know, subordinate woman. Uh, never mind that. Here's... Backstage interviewer Taz. We're near the end, huh? He's interviewing Crash. It was a big match on Taz's show, Sunday Night Heat. No, silly, that's SmackDown. That's your show, Taz. (laughs) He's wonderfully dickish, saying to both Crash and Molly Holly, he doesn't think they have the tuckish to beat Right to Censor. So they walk off angrily, and Taz says, huh, I guess their life is one box of chocolate. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! God, I love him. God, this is... Taz is a backstage interviewer. Uh, what I like, what was sweet was Crash and, and Molly were, were so lovely and sweet. And Taz is going, oh, so you, you think, yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be shit, aren't you, on Sunday night? And they go, well, we're going to try our very best. And Taz doesn't quite know how to react to them. Just no selling. <laughs> His rudeness. This is the end for Taz, though, yeah. isn't it? We're, we're winding we'll, we'll, down the wrestling career of Taz. Yeah. Well, he's been a commentator. He's been a backstage interviewer. Mm-hmm. Next week could be the fluffer. He's, going, he's trying all the jobs out. He's doing it all. <laughs> we can recap of Angle versus Austin from Raw. So a coach interviews Austin about it. He says, Triple H is harder to kill than a cockroach. But Armageddon, it's a second shot at killing him. So hell ain't a bad place to be. Nice. He thought that was a place like he's driving, I guess. But <laughs> the point is, he doesn't like Triple H. Coach brings up the anniversary thing, and Austin says he's not falling for that. Because uh, Triple H watching Austin talking and says, Ah, 
we'll be seeing Mr. Bond very soon. Smartest man in wrestling. Low down, head to the ring. And to show important that is, we then cut to more Triple H Stephanie while they're walking to the ring. <laughs> Trish and Steph appear. Tess thanks Steph for the best decision of his life. Yeah. Trish and Triple H make go-go eyes at one another because Triple H is not only smart, but he's got a cock. <laughs> it's always good when Tess is like, yeah, I'm really glad I didn't marry you. You're horrible. And Steph's like, okay, then why are you here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was hoping he would have burst in earlier going, how'd you get a platinum? <laughs> I mentioned that gag again. I quite like it. He said, have you got my copy of Duke Nukem? <laughs> time to kill. You never returned it. Yeah. Have you got my expansion pack? And she goes, no, Duke Nukem Time to Kill wasn't released for N64. It was the other one. And he goes, oh, yeah, but it was still better than Time to Kill. And she's like, well, I don't know. There's full FMV cutscenes <laughs> in the PlayStation 1. Then 64 can't do that. And he's saying, well, that is true, but I'm the person who prefers gameplay over such frivolities like FMV cutscenes. And she goes, I'm so glad I didn't marry you. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H, what's your favourite? Oh, I love all you new uh, me. I love the cutscenes. I appreciate him non-ironically. I'm in my bed, you're in yours. One of us is in the wrong place. <laughs> it's time to kick ass and pin test. <laughs> Wait, uh, that's not what he says. I'm all out of pins. I'm all out of pins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there will be a Banjo 3E. Oh, sod off Tess. I'm glad I didn't marry Gruntilda said so in Banjo Dewey. Yeah. Gruntilda wouldn't lie to me. She's a rhyming witch. <laughs> She's now got a perfectly acceptable job as Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like doing that noise too much. I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Seth Rollins? <laughs> no, it's Steph. <laughs> it's good to see you. I still think about you. <laughs> anyway, the Dudleys appear quickly down the ramp. They can't cut to Triple H and Steph talk about how great they are. Very smart. <laughs> okay, just crack on, lads. D'Lo wrestles with a turban on, and it's so huge. <laughs> too big. Can't, Cole can't tell who it is, even though one of them's got black tights on, the other's got white. Oh, God. Are we going to get mass confusion like the Killer Bees with a different gear on? <laughs> Twin magic. Yeah. Twin tragic. Twi oh. <laughs> Twin tragic. <laughs> anyway, Tiger gets brought in and the crowd love the Duds doing their trademark moves to them because Dudleyville is in USA. No, it's not. It's in, it's in the West Midlands. Uh, that's Dudley. It's Dudley in there. It's it's from, that's where it's from. I wish they'd, why do they never announce themselves as from Dudley? <laughs> Dudley boys from get Dudley. the table! <laughs> oh, Bubba, this is my brother Davon! Thought, Spike, you coming down? I thought about this this week as well. Like, why isn't anyone from this area or near this area come up with Seam Punk? S-E-A-H-A-M Punk. Amazing. Seam Punk. Scummy. <laughs> Beer drinking Seam Punk. Ooh, with in my eyes, what do you see? Do it's a, look it's like a cunt with personality. Um, nah. <laughs> Take a boo, take a boo. Take a boo. The duds get distracted by that pun on the outside, so Delo sends Blackman through a table with the sky high. Huh. Surprise and win. 
from Lowdown, who were known for their huge push that they got. But I guess this must mean more beating up of Tiger. It was a lovely sky high through the table, though. It certainly was. God, Dilo's so good at that move. Dilo's good! Yeah. I say it all the time. He's very good. This gimmick sucks. It sucks. The gimmick sucks, but Dilo's good. <laughs> more <laughs> Triple H still. Oh, God. <laughs> God, you can tell you can tell who's running the show at this point, can't yeah. you? I've had this idea, Steph. Seventeen segments <laughs> about our anniversary dinner. But Coppin, SmackDown, she kinda taken. <laughs> I don't care. Just for that insubordination, make it eighteen. <laughs> Rikishi says at Hell in a Cell, he'll be coming for that title. What, what I, you could have waited. You, you could have waited no, to be honest. No, no, but there we go, they say, but we should beat up everyone else together, then fight each other for the title. That's what they call a meeting that could have been an email. Uh, Kishi goes, all right, all right. I like that world building, because it is actually answering the question. So yeah, if you're supposed to be in cahoots, what happens there? And Kishi says, well, you know, we'll beat each other. Each other. Yeah. But let's clear the place first. I don't know what happens there, but I'm pretty sure he gets to see you by Triple H. <laughs> E-C-K. <laughs> what was it? One more time, Matthew. E-C-K. Gets interviewed by Lillian backstage. Edge, Edge says Mick Foley is a tool shed. I got that line. <laughs> Mick Foley is a total tool shed. Yeah. And jealous of Kurt being the champ because Foley's retired and no one knows who he is anymore. <laughs> Christian says Angle is a beater, not a BT. <laughs> so tonight they're going to take out The Rock and Undertaker. Just these, these lads. They're promos. Great bunch of lads. Great bunch Team of lads. Hardcore Holly moves Raven. <laughs> Hardcore Holly moves Raven's stuff out of his locker, and Raven says, "Hey, what are you doing?" And Hardcore says, "If you got a problem with that boy, then I'll whip the tattoos right off of your crew, boy. Because Hardcore happens to be my first name. You get it?" It's like, Very passionate promo from Hardcore Holly. <laughs> but just like I ra just Raven said, "Look, just use the empty locker next I to me." I was waiting for Raven to go, but that's my locker. That's my locker, mate. And, <laughs> and goes, oh, oh, I'm really sorry, but the fact that Hardcore got that much out of him like a drill sergeant was very impressive. Smackdown, where the nice people are the heels and the cunts are baby faces. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore, can I just? Oh, you know I'm Hardcore's my name, Hardcore Holly. Got a tattooed across my face. Hardcore Holly, Hardcore Holly, Hardcore Holly. Who's on up for buy three, get one for the same price? Oh, whoops, never mind. I didn't think that was true. I'll get you because I eat eggs. I was in Operation Sand. You won't believe it. I was this house, this place, and they had a B day, two bathrooms. It was crazy. I shit lots. That's my autobiography. 25, going 30, 35, 40, 75, 75, 75, go once, go twice. All right. How do you like me now? How do you like me now, Holly? I forgot how so hard Holly's talk, so that was like a wild Texan. <laughs> Yee-haw! Hardcore Holly, Von Eric. <laughs> Whippleman advises Triple H that the special cake is here. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> now that means uh, something very different in 2021. No. If the special cake arrived, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be opening my inbox and <laughs> locking the door. <laughs> Triple H goes, I didn't order any special cake. And he goes, oh, it's Austin. Oh, okay, Whippy. Go bring it in and I'll get ready. So he gets the champagne <laughs> bottle and he's ready. He's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And he comes through. And surprise, it is actually the ball goatee guy from last yeah. time. Jesus Christ. He's back. Luckily, 
Triple H realizes before he hits him because he's not only smart, he's sexy as well. <laughs> Christ. So Austin has sent him in with an Austin cap on with a piece of, with a cake. With the cake topper from their original wedding. Yeah, oh yeah, I've got the, the cake. The lore. original wedding that wasn't that was a drive through wedding? Yeah. Where they didn't have cake? Oh. Cake, shoe cake. Cake, shoe cake. You're just a fake cake maker, cake, and I ain't got time for you. <laughs> I've never seen that scope. <laughs> anyway, here's Hardcore Holly to a monster pop. And I put, no, really. It was a big pop. Holly, you like me now? Yeah! We all like you now, Bob! And I don't know if that's because Hardcore is super over in this area, or it's his neck of the woods, or it's like, no more Triple H stuff <laughs> for a bit! Just relief for a break <laughs> from those stupid blurbing promos. Yeah. While I remember, uh, hi to Stale Dog on Twitter, who went out and bought himself oh, some Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli. Well done, lad. <laughs> and tagged us in it. Can you imagine Hardcore Holly being on Fuck Island? <laughs> Instead of everyone dancing and having a good time and firing off M16s, he's there like, do some burpees, do some shots, <laughs> eat some more eggs, get rid of the ravioli crap, it's really bad for you. Just like just like like 37 women just burned out from doing hit workouts every half an hour. Okay, Holly, I'm here to hit him with the dropkick. <laughs> How do you like my nail? <laughs> oh, fuck Ireland, with fucking ravioli. Hardcore Holly's Fuck Island with lots of toilets to shit in. <laughs> it's crazy. He wrote about that in his autobiography. He got ass. What a guy. Couldn't get anything else to say. Uh, I didn't some, die. There was some toilets to shit in. I breathed a lot. That was fun. <laughs> Raven attacks him during his entrance and tries talking and doing his little spiel, but Hardcore interrupts him in the dick like a champ. <laughs> We get a beautiful shot of the wrestlers brawling underneath the Ovaltron, and they're like, hey, look, it's us. <laughs> We're on TV. <laughs> hey, 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 Raven. <laughs> look at us, Ma. We're on TV. I've got spots himself. And starts cutting a promo on himself like a cat that's just seen a reflection of a cat and thinks it's another cat. <laughs> well, you think you're big, huh? I'll show you. I'll call Holly. Oh, they brought backstage. <laughs> Raven rolls in a shopping cart and bonks on the wall. Get used to that next year, pal. Hardcore Holly shoves his head in something wet and dirty. This sink looked effing disgusted. I can't believe Raven did this. Ming in, ming in. They would have made it deliberately ming in as well. I hope so. But like, it was, you know, if you're mopping and you have got to get rid of the, the mop juice. They've squeezed the mop juice out into that sink. Yeah, but he gave him a swirly in the sink <laughs> and the, what appeared to be shoot. Mop juice. <laughs> Raven. Bloody hell. Don't worry about getting a COVID injection, mate. You, you'll be all right <laughs> if you're still alive because of that. Uh, Holly shoves his head in that. And whilst yelling, how do you like me now? And wipes the excess mop juice on S.A. Rios and Funaki, <laughs> who are just happy to be here. How got Holly hits Raven in the bathroom, or drags him in the bathroom, and <laughs> attacks him, and then bonks a dude just trying to piss. <laughs> And then Pete Gas, Rodney, and Just Joe are like, yeah, let us help you. <laughs> the MSP is still around. What have they been doing? They brought outside. <laughs> Raven gets some crocodile clips from a rental car. They're well outside the arena. 
They go to a bus stop and use that. The Hogger Holly uses a shoot stop sign to hit Raven over the head and went outside. Very, very good times here. Oh my gosh. Amazing times. Oh god. Absolutely amazing times. God. <laughs> this was actually a really fun hardcore match. It was. It's been a while since I've had a had Yeah, a like one. a proper knockdown out into the street yeah, hardcore yeah. match. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a nice palate cleanser for the night. Oh. Really liked it. Well done, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Raven's oh. a trooper in this company. Oh, what what a bill what a what a what a what a tough bill he's been given <laughs> to to come in to I mean ECW's probably not much of an option to return at this point. <laughs> it's not happening. I think I think Vince wrote down, can you just say how do you like me now a lot? Staring at Raven <laughs> so just, he knows it's that's me. That's your storyline, that is. Yeah. That's your storyline, mate. <laughs> anyway, I'll put it here. Anyway, Whippleman. Blah, 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 blah. H, 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 H. I'm smart. Signed Triple H. Who wrote this script? Clearly very invested in this. And then Matthew got the extender and, you know, there you go. extender. Yeah, extended the extended the plug, extended the storyline. Oh, Main God. event time as a sign the crowd caught my eye that says, "Cry me a river, Kurt. I need to fish." <laughs> <laughs> what episode of SmackDown this was? Oh my God! The, the fish is brought to you by SmackDown Two. Know your role. Know your lugs. Slim Jim and Sega. That's right, all of Sega, <laughs> even AM Two. And Virtua Fighter Kids and all that. It's the fact that all the sponsors have like a little little secondary line. It's like, sponsored by Chef Boyardee, Overs of Ravioli. Mmm, eat some ravioli. Yeah, yeah. Smackdown 2, know your role for PlayStation 2. Fighting today out of stores. And by Sega. <laughs> Sega, <laughs> buy a Dreamcast, please. Don't wait for the PlayStation 2. Who, who forgot to add a secondary yeah. line by the sounds of it. Uh, <laughs> forgot to buy a se- they forgot the secondary line like they forgot a, Sega, a Sonic game for Sega Saturn. Oh, they tried, uh, bless them. I couldn't even get that out probably. God crying. bless them, they tried. So, it's Undertaker. He beats up everybody. Kurt Angle is too scared to fight him. So, he tags out the edge. Uh, and then, actually, in a very surprising moment, it looks like, oh, Kurt's just going to push your foot around Undertaker the entire time. He usually does. Kurt Angle then sneak attacks behind Undertaker and gives him a giant German suplex. Massive. And bloody hell, you do not see that very often during that period. Something like that. Big bump. Yeah. By the big boy. By the big boy. Big bump by the big boy. Undertaker's a big boy now. (laughs) Undertaker gets pounded on for a bit before making his own comeback with a huge running flapjack on Christian. You don't see that very often. So Christian ran at him. And I don't know if it was like, is this a backdrop? Oh, it's not really going too well. So as he's walking backwards, he does the flapjack. Which I don't know if it was whether they called it in the air. I think they called that watching that. I look. Yeah. I know it looks like they might not do. It looked but great. I think they called it in the air where it'd be safer to probably do a flapjack. Yeah. It looked great, but I don't know if Undertaker was like, "Oh, you're gonna give me a German suplex? Watch this walking flapjack." <laughs> Hot tag to Rock, who cleans house like a Roomba. Oh, it's good that. Or bounces off the walls. And <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Key spots. <laughs> I've seen the people get the Roombas and they put like a, a sharp object in the front and a balloon on the back. It's put two of them together and see if you can... Oh, that's nice. Roomba, Roomba Wars. I, um, I sellotape a knife to the front of mine 
and tweeted it to Robot Wars. <laughs> <laughs> they never called me, strangely. Bastards. <laughs> rock, rock bottom the Christian, taking him down like Tom's chances of winning season three. <laughs> Kurt Angle breaks it up. And it all breaks down with Rock taking Olympic Slam, but Rock kicking out. Mm. Kicks out the Olympic Slam a lot, that Rock does. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Bear that in mind. Uh, this leads it to unbreakdown. Everyone goes back in the position to get tight. Yeah, I thought it was weird, like a little breakdown in the match. I thought that would be, yeah. be the conclusion. Then everybody goes back politely to their corners. Yeah. And Undertaker chokeslams Kurt and finishes with the last ride. Just now realizing by switching it to the last ride, Undertaker is now doing the chokeslam, then powerbomb, which is also Sid Vicious's finishing sequence. Mm. But it's not a powerbomb, is it? It's the last ride. It's different. No one else has done the last ride since. If I remember served right. No one's Are tried to sure? go... All the wrestlers done the... Extender! Sorry, use that word again, but... Yes, it's an extender. I'm, I'm not... No, I don't I'm, think anyone has, actually. I seems like someone, something somebody would have borrowed by now. I thought a lot of the time Undertaker looked quite uncomfortable doing it. Like, he couldn't do it to bigger dudes. No, and then but when and some wrestlers he'd do it and like you'd see them like yanking on the singlet. Like it would be it'd be a little bit of a push <laughs> to get him up sometimes. Um, it's a good workout, like but, good workout, yeah. But I missed the tombstone. Yeah. Oh, he did it to uh, Flair that one time at WrestleMania X8. He, <laughs> Flair literally couldn't get up the tombstone. Oh yeah, so he gave him the last ride out of the corner. Was it way, was it way around? Well, whatever, who cares? But yeah, that was. Just a nice, simple main event there. Yeah, fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. just nothing really much else to say. Just, no. just apart from that, that German, that German suplex, the hardcore Holly match, and what was the thing we said to talk people? Oh, the horrible finish. The horrible finish. The tail on. So we got to get to that. Yeah. And finally, we cut to Triple H waiting for Austin, <laughs> ordering Steph to switch off the lights, and then smash, bang, wallop. What a what video. A video. <laughs> Well, Triple H is being up Austin in the dark. Wait, what? We get a shot of Austin listening outside and laughing. Ha 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 ha! He's tricked Triple H, and then he, he's he's he, God. I like Austin, but he opens up the door and goes, "How about us put on a little light on the subject?" One of those really forced lines, and no one says. Put the light on. How about uh, switch the light on and switches the light on, and then get the shot. Triple H going, but if you're Austin, then who am I beating up? It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> and he's all beaten up and swole-faced and everything else. And Triple H's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Wow, I really beat you up a lot. He's put himself over as yeah. he's like, wow, I'm I really, really did good beat at beating you up. you up. Oh, God, your face is all distorted. And oh, wait, sorry, sorry, Vince. <laughs> This, oh. and, uh, and then Austin ends it with happy wedding anniversary jackass <laughs> I mean that's a good line to shout anytime so ended, yeah. I like how Triple H is smart and sexy and handsome and clever as he is was going oh I'm beating up Austin he feels a bit thinner than Austin and he, he's got hair on the top of his head but I'm sure this is fine I'll just carry on <laughs> that's something that Kane would do Oh no! The lights were off and I beat up the wrong person! No, Kane would be like, The lights were on and I beat up the wrong I really have no excuse! That's stupid, Kane! Why did you do oh, that? For? No, you're a stupid Kane. Stupid Kane! Wow, your second appearance after the last episode. Oh no, no, we did half an hour on him in the last episode. 
Yeah, we did. We uh, did. I do remember. Yes, we did half an hour on. We, we did, and it was really good. We basically uh, wrote him into Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he lost the ring four times. He's one of those characters who didn't make the the jump from the book to the film. <laughs> like, when, where does Stupid Kane get involved in this? He doesn't really. Mm. It's Frodo and there's Samwise and there's uh, there's Took and there's Pippin and where's Stupid Kane? Like he was he was with them all along. <laughs> so Tolkien's notes is just like well you know. The, uh, the hobbits represent the idealistic ideologies of the, the youth and uh, the youthful nature of the Yorkshire people. And uh, the trees represent the other people there from uh, the south, uh, the, the strong type who have kept the people going for so long. And then Stupid Kane <laughs> represents the people of Kent. Because I, <laughs> I went there once and it sucked. Signed Tolkien. P.S. Fuck Kent. <laughs> this in the film <laughs> eh? oh I liked my bit in the film lads I've dropped the ring <laughs> what do you mean you dropped it oh I think it was somewhere around Riverdale I'm trying to for these magic I'm going to walk back and see if I can spot it magic magic beans oh. magic beans <laughs> magic magic beans oh god Kane you haven't have you <laughs> yes I have da da I traded it with a man called Sauron who was a big eye bit weird that when you think about it I didn't realise an eye could laugh that hard you look like a fatty this <laughs> <laughs> is the first version of talking <laughs> classic voice it's not very well received due to the character inclusion of Stupid, Stupid Kane. Kane. Uh, Tolkien had insisted on doing the character. <laughs> Tolkien insisted on Stupid Kane. It wasn't until Kane. his friends, his close personal friends, and an enormous debt that Tolkien, all right, all right. I remove it, but I don't think it's going to work. Not the ring sold 83 million copies as of 2021. Gandalf was stuck on top of the tower until I flew up and saved him. How did he get? How they write that out? He talks to a moth. Only three remaining surviving copies of the stupid Kane edition. Not all the rings. They last one at Sothersby's for three and a half million dollars. Sold to Kane. Sold to the man who was named after who promptly died. Who promptly went to the toilet and uh, wiped his ass with it, despite there being six rolls of. Purest dual X there on the wall. I <laughs> can't knew the rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Guess that's why they call me Stupid Kane. I want that the bubble in the fellowship. Coincidentally, the mandate is that Stupid Kane is not allowed within 200 miles of any surviving copy of the Stupid Kane edition of Lord of the Rings. I am an art critic. Books. That was Smackdown this week. <laughs> I'm Book Kane. <laughs> oh no, my god! No relation. Book Kane! No, no, get away from yes, me. No, you are. no, no, brother. no! No, I left Hug years me, ago. Brother. No, no, I divorced myself from you. Book Kane is the is the brother of Kane that they, he doesn't want to be connected to the family at all, but he retains the name Book Kane, but he's added an accent, so he's called Book Kane. Yeah. Excuse me, Book Kane. It's Book Queen. <laughs> it's Bouquet. Yes, but it's spelled. <laughs> It's Bouquet. 
Richard! <laughs> the Bouquet Residence! <laughs> Lady of the House speaking! <laughs> Of this, or, or something that you remember from this episode of home. Bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I remember from this episode of SmackDown. I'm Halter. The the, the Hell in a Cell announcement. I remember that. Because yeah. I remember at the time being like, as a, how would I have been? 16 years old as a wrestling fan going, oh my God, that's amazing. So excited by the idea of all these legends inside Hell in a Cell. So I remember Mick Foley's announcement. I'm being very excited. What do you remember? Yeah, exactly the same. Same. Six man hell. Six men. Yeah. Jeremy, that's mental. Can't <laughs> have six men what hell did, yourself. What did you forget from this episode? Uh, I don't want to say everything else, so I'll say uh, low down winning a match. Yeah, that's a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, they stink. They do. <laughs> And their turbans are too big. I, I, uh... I remember the. I forgot the Holly Raven hardcore match. Yeah. How and how wonderfully fun that was. How like knockabout fun that hardcore match was. That was very very good. I like that a lot. Uh, we're back next week for another one. So again, God help us. <laughs> again, so next week new SmackDown review. Week off the following week, and then it's all hands to the pumps following there. So you'll have SmackDown reviews every single week, every single Saturday, and you'll be able to watch them on Patreon, and you'll be able to listen to them on Acast. Why? why? Oh, I've got to get in that hot extender action as Matthew fumbles for a plug. <laughs> I've got to watch Matthew fumble for a plug, and, and, and Tom go beat red, laughing at Buck Kane. I'll happily pay money for this. Oh, God. Get your, che- get your checkbooks out, lads. That's right. No refunds. Suck yeah, it. Yeah, there's no refunds. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, So we're back next week. Uh, also next, also this weekend, uh, Brian Clark on Desert Island Craps. <laughs> the one and only Adam Bomb and Raph is on. That's so weird. fun, man. I'm excited. The Wrath of Gripes. The Wrath of Gripes. <laughs> the uh, uh, reactions to AEW All Out Sunday night on YouTube.com. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Live. Like, I know Adam Pacitti normally does them and there's a big leader, leader following for Adam Pacitti, but I believe this is the, the rise of the underdog this Sunday. If you listen to this podcast and maybe don't consume the YouTube stuff, come along Sunday and let's have ourselves an alternative watch along of AEW All Out 2021. I'd love you to be there for that. That'd be amazing. Uh, next week, uh, a special Cultaholic Classic Raw Review celebration. It is a watch along of the first episode of Monday Nitro, as oh. we're now at that point in the timeline. Oh. And uh, it will come with announcements as well about plans going forward for the classic reviews. Join Ooh. us for those. What are you doing this week, Matthew? What's, what's on the agenda for you for the next seven days? Craig Davis. <laughs> Seven days. Check it out. Uh, hopefully my ankle will heal after I rolled it last week. Oh. Bold and rolled it like fine brisket. Um, and it still hasn't bloody healed. Jeez. I've actually got my ankle bracelet on. Uh, so I'm hoping that'll get fixed or I'll be going to Madame X-Ray, oh, I guess, no. in the RBI. Oh, yikes. Shouldn't, yeah. be ro- shouldn't be rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to <laughs> go. go well, best of luck with that. Thank you. Bottom any stuff this week? There was one last night with Ron Robertson. There you go. Big Robertron. 
doing the voice for that a little bit and for he that. was in Newcastle I didn't get a chance to see him because I rolled my ankle I thought well I'll heal it up so I won't <laughs> further ar- aggravate it here I am still throbbing like buggery so and that's nothing to do with the ankle and it's good night from me <laughs> it's good night from him <laughs> Uh, he's at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. The bouquet in residence. The lady of the house speaking. Love you. Bye. <laughs>